Hello all, welcome to another episode of Orthodontics in Summary. Today is our second part of our summaries looking at the Invisalign European Scientific Symposium and today we're going to be looking at the Class 2 studies. The first study is entitled Skeletal and Dental Alveolar Effects produced by Aligners and Class 2 Elastics by Federico Migalori. Now, he started off by describing the traditional fixed approach using a pendulum appliance and then a nance can take up to 27 months. He spoke about the predictability of distalizing with aligners, and that was by the systematic review by Rossini in 2017 that stated 2.5 millimeters is predictable. So what did he do? Well, he had only 14 patients of approximately the age of 14, low angle cases and patients with potential growth using cervical spine maturation C3. What did they do? Well, the protocol was using Invisalign default distalization protocols involving sequential distalization. So that is where one tooth moves half the distance as planned distally, then the following tooth then starts to distalize into that space. Use of class two elastics and optimized attachments. So what did they find? Well, they found that they achieved distalization in 15 months for all patients. The proclination of the lower incisors did not incur. Actually, they found that the lower incisor to mandibular plane angle reduced by 2.2 degrees. This comparing to traditional fixed cases where there's usual proclination with distalizing uh, mechanics. Vertically, they found no changes took place, with actually a slight reduction in the Frankfurt mandibular plane when it came to the numbers of approximately 2 degrees. Their conclusion from this paper was that Using Invisalign with class 2 elastics and distalizing is greater achieving in control of the incise inclination, especially in the lower arch, and allows no vertical changes to take place. They also state its efficiency at only taking 15 months. Now the second study was entitled Correction of Class 2 Malocclusions, and this was by Simeona Devanskova. Here, their study was carried out slightly differently. Their treatment protocols involved derotation of the first permanent molars. And they stated that usually in class 2 cases, the upper molars are measly rotated. And derotating them can achieve up to 2.5 millimeters of space. They used class 2 elastics from the outset, similar to the first study. And they aimed for that distalization of 2.5 millimeters, which has been shown to be predictable. Interestingly, they had overcorrection to the upper incisor inclination, greater palatal root torque, to prevent under-talking. The average duration of treatment to completion was between 16 and 21 months, so slightly longer than the first study. There were no changes to A and B. They showed that there was a statistical significant increase in condylion to nathian distance. The length of the mandible increased by approximately 4 millimeters. They showed that there were no significant changes to the upper and lower incisor inclination of approximately 1 to 2 millimeters, and again no vertical changes took place. So the conclusion from this study was that they get a greater response of the mandible with respect to growth with using class 2 elastics and Invisalign. They concluded the same as the first study, good vertical control. In fact, there was no changes took place vertically in this study and it prevents any significant changes taking place to the inclination. Slight criticism of this study was that there were no controls and also the malocclusions weren't clear from the outset. Some of the overjets were small that were included in this study. And the final study was looking at Invisalign with mandibular advancement compared to twin blocks from historical controls by Sandra Tai Class. Here she looked at 32 patients of our approximate age of 13. It was a cephalometric study 
what they found with Invisalign mandibular advancement was that there was a statistical significant increase in SMB, which they didn't find when they looked at their classic control study using twin blocks. The incisor inclination changes were not statistically significant, which they are in the, in the classic study with twin blocks of approximately three and a half degrees. And again, there were no vertical changes that took place using Invisalign. So their conclusion was that there was better skeletal changes using mandibular advancement with Invisalign and better control of low incise inclination. So overall, grouping these three studies together, using either class 2 elastics in Invisalign for distalizing or mandibular advancement, they both found that there were no changes to the incise inclination. They found that mandibular growth was enhanced and there were no vertical changes that took place by using Invisalign. Now, these studies were not randomized controlled trials, again, we need to bear that in mind when it comes to plantar clinical practice. It would have been great in these studies to have seen what actual tooth movement took place, how much did we distalize, how much changes took place to the tipping of the teeth, beyond just the incisors. That's it for another episode of Orthodontic Summary. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where we look further into the Invisalign Symposium.